welcome to you all. Uh, my name is Raphael. I'm one of the pastors here at Christ Church Midrand. And this morning, it's my great privilege to be uh, sharing God's word with us. We've been celebrating what God has done in the life of our church. And we really want to give thanks to him. Can I please ask you to join me as we pray together the words of this hymn of Psalm 117 which is the passage that we will be looking at this morning. It summarizes all that we've been doing since we got here this morning. We want to praise God. So will you please join me as we pray together the prayer of this hymn, Psalm 117, which will be on the screen. Let's pray together. Praise the Lord, all nations. Extol him, all peoples. For great is his steadfast love toward us, and the faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. Praise the Lord. Amen. Our tendency as human beings is to despise people who demand praise from us. And rightly so. To praise is basically to give thanks to, to worship, to adore. So imagine as you are sitting here, if I was to come to you and ask you to praise me, what will you think? That some screws have gone loose into my head? Or I did smoke something this morning? Why should I praise so and so? I might see some goodness to praise or acknowledge in someone But at the same time, my neighbor, the person next to me, might have experienced the opposite of what I saw in you. They might have experienced the ugliness side of you. That is why it is so difficult to praise a person. As human beings, we are not constant. We keep changing. Worse... If that someone comes to you and asks you to praise them, if they demand it from you. Yet here in front of us, we have a passage, in fact, it's a hymn that invites us to praise Yahweh, to praise God. And as a redeemed family of servants on mission, we have dedicated this specific Sunday to do so. We have dedicated this Sunday to celebrate God's goodness to us as a church. It's not that we don't do that every other Sunday. We do that. But this one is set specially to give thanks to God for his gracious kindness to us for the past year. And the question is, why do we praise God? Why do we dedicate this Sunday to say thanks to God? The psalm in front of us, Psalm 117, is a short hymn that invites all nations to praise the Lord, to praise Yahweh, the one and true God. It is the shortest psalm and the shortest chapter in the Bible. In fact, some experts found that this psalm is in the middle of the Bible. There are as many chapters before Psalm 117 as after it. 
And yet, this short chapter in the middle of the Bible is very profound in the truth that it contains on why we should praise God. Not just Israel, but all nations, all peoples are called to praise the Lord. And this is the summary theme of the Bible. Creation praising the creator, as we see it in the book of Revelation. Why do we praise God? The psalm tells us because of God's steadfast love to us and his faithfulness that endures forever. Notice in verse 1 that the call to praise God is for all nations and all peoples. So by virtue of God being our creator and all of us being part of the creation, that on its own is enough reason to praise him. We owe to God all that we are and all that we have, starting from the precious gift of life. The life that you have is not yours. You are just a steward of it. Use it to bring glory to God. Be the salt and the light wherever he has placed you. And of course, be thankful to him because he is the giver of that life that you enjoy. Verse 2 calls the covenant Israel now. It's becoming very specific to praise God. Why? Because of his great love and his faithfulness. Covenant Israel has experienced God as her redeemer. You will remember how God delivered Israel from the hands of Pharaoh. The Passover lamb that substituted the life of the firstborn male of every family the crossing of the Red Sea, and how Pharaoh and his army died, up until when they took possession of the promised land. So you can see that for Israel, the call to praise God is just the right response, the right answer to God's love and faithfulness towards her. And of course, all this is pointing to the greater Redeemer, Jesus who is the epitome of God's great love to us. He is the fulfillment of all God's promises. Remember on that cross when Jesus died, he carried all your sins, all my sins, past, present, and future. You and I are forgiven in Christ. And in his resurrection, that was a stamp that he has conquered death on our behalf. He has conquered death for you and for me. Eternal life is ours because of Jesus. Why not praise him? Why not praise God if this is what he has done for us? Why not celebrate him? Why not celebrate his gracious kindness to us? Someone may ask you, how do I know that Jesus, that God loves me? Well, I have to look at Jesus. His death on my behalf. I'm the one who's supposed to be dying for my own sins. But Jesus took that upon himself. I have to look up upon Jesus, his resurrection, which means I can say with the Apostle Paul, Oh, death, where is your sting? Because death has been conquered through Jesus. And of course, it also means that I have to look at his ascension which means King Jesus 
is sitting at the right hand of God the Father right now as we meet. He's ruling. And His Spirit is here with us. How do I know that God loves me? Well, I look at Jesus. So the certainty of God's love to me, to us as a church family, can only create a heart of worship, a heart of thanksgiving, a heart of praise because of what he has done for you and for me. So when we reflect on everything that has been happening on this stage this morning, all the people who have been here on the stage, the amazing stories, the amazing testimonies of how God has changed people's lives, the testimonies of the display of God's love to us in redeeming us and how he has been using us as a family. When we reflect on the uplifting prayers that we have been praying together this morning, when we reflect on the beautiful songs that we have been singing, magnifying the Lord together, When we look around us, all the beautiful faces around you, and enjoy each other's company as a redeemed family of servant on mission, especially thinking that last year we were not sure that this time this year we'll be gathering like this. When we look back at the past year and see how God has been so kind and so gracious to us as individuals, but also also as a church. And this does not mean that everything in my life is going well or that as a church we are all here sitting as saints without any sin. Surely not. Isn't it, Royden? When we look back at the past year and see what God has done, when we ponder about all that has happened here this morning, from 9.30 when we entered here, when we started our service, we can confidently say that the Lord has done it again. And I want you to turn to the person next to you and tell them, the Lord has done it again. Amen. We have seen this great love to us, and he has been faithful to us as individuals, but also as a church. Indeed, his faithfulness endures forever, because the source is the unchanging, eternal God. God's promises are fresh now, as they were when they were made, and they will never change. So God's grace is the only product without expiry date. That is why we can trust God for the future, not just now, but for the future. And if this is the case, why not praise him as we do now? Why not celebrate him? Why not magnify him? Why not exalt him? Why not extol him for what he is and what he has done for us as individuals but also as a church? 
If we are to give a theme to our lives as Christians, as believers, as a church, I think thanksgiving will be the theme of our lives. Why? Because God has loved us beyond measure. There's this quote, I've used it before, that is attributed to Einstein, that says, I quote, There are only two ways to live your life. One is as though nothing is a miracle. The other is as though everything is a miracle. And I choose to live my life as if everything is a miracle. And I hope you too choose that way. Why? Because indeed, everything in your life, everything in my life is a miracle. The fact that you could get up this morning and get here, it's a miracle. The fact that you are sitting to the person who is next to you, whom you love, or whom you may not love, but I hope you love. <laughs> it's a miracle from God. The fact that you can smile is a miracle from God. So I choose to live my life as though everything is a miracle. And indeed, everything in your life, in my life, is a miracle. That is why, on a Sunday like this, as a church family... We have gathered together to praise God, to celebrate him, to celebrate what he has done in the life of our church for the past year and be thankful to him and trust him for the future. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Let's bow our head and pray. Thank you, Lord, because you have loved us beyond measure. And your faithfulness endures through all generations. And we thank you that we can gather as your people to say thank you to you because of what you've done to us as individuals, but also as a church family. From the gift of life that you've given us, for the gift of grace and redemption that we have in you, Lord, when we ponder on all that has happened here since the time we got into this hall, all the beautiful testimonies of how lives have been changed and how you continue to use us as a church to reach out to this world with your gospel, we can only say thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you for your gracious kindness to us. And we pray that this will be the theme of our lives from now on until when we'll be with you, praising you, worship you forever and ever. Amen.